podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello to everyone that is top of the league. Let's hope this is working. It seems to be working this week. Wow, wow, wow. 12 games won, one game loss, one game draw on November the 12th. Can anyone believe that we are top of the league? Five points clear. So for those that are top of the league, press like. For those that are top of the league, press press subscribe because I've got some really good shows coming up for you during the World Cup. Nothing to do with the World Cup, all to do with Arsenal. Right, before we continue, let me welcome all of you in the chat room to the chat and to my lovely guests, and we're missing one, but he's coming on soon. Um, Welcome back, Chris. Happy 40th. Thank you very much. Feeling like an old man. And may I just say, well, I wish it could be Christmas every day. (laughs) Christmas, baby. Oh, God, no, I'm not into Christmas songs. It's November, not yet, just not yet. But it is Christmas between now and the 26th of December when we play West Ham, because top of the league, baby, top of the league. Remember, if you're top of the league, you've got to go and press like. Um, mm. Albert, welcome back to the show. It's one of our post-game shows. We haven't done this for a while, have we? No, it's good to come back to one, isn't it? <laughs> Well, what a good, what a brilliant result! Yeah, I'm getting used to winning. It's mm. just beautiful feeling. And Danny, whoa, the GFP is back. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal. Uh, very sneaky of you to put the the link to this at 1:30 when you knew I was asleep. That's PM. <laughs> so I had to scroll back and find it when Chris sent me that message. <laughs> I yeah, do apologise. 1:30 in the afternoon. Oh, I, no. I normally do it a couple of days before, but. It's been wow. a bit of a busy week. That's organisation um, for you. I know. I am. A, yeah, but you see, this is the uh, this is part of my job to be organised. Anyway, enough about any of this. Hello to everyone in the chat room. Do you know what? We did something different. Which, who was on the show with me last week? Honestly, I lose touch. I know Chris and Dan weren't. Albert, were you on the show with Cookie last week, weren't you? I was with Cookie, yeah. yes. I remember. We did something. We all look the same, don't we, as podcast guests? We, all <laughs> we were all the same. Yes, but I love you oh, all. Thank dear. you all for joining me on the last night of a really sort of like, what, seven-week break. But what a break, honestly. Five points clear. I'm sorry, but even I, who have loved Arteta from the beginning, who really thought this might be quite a good season would never have believed this. So I'm very happy. So what we did last week, uh, Dan and Chris, is that we didn't go through the whole game. We just picked out points and let the people in the chat room talk to us because there's no point. Everyone's watched it. We know what happened. We all wish Granite Xhaka well. He did look very ill when, you know, they gave him that drink. I said to Cole, he looks really pale. And as a mum, I'm always looking to see, you know, looking after the boys. And I thought he just looks sick and a bit, virusy as you know like and I'm surprised he continued for 14 minutes but we all wish him well so Chris you've been um on your travels for your 40th in America just give us a quick example of what it was like to watch 
Was it the Chelsea game you watched with the Gooners in San Francisco? No, I'm, I'm sad to say that the Chelsea game was on at 4am and I was in Vegas and I was not getting up for that time because I went to bed about two hours beforehand. But I was there in, with, it was in San Francisco with the Bay Area Gooners. If you're ever in San Francisco, uh, hardcore support getting up at a ridiculous o'clock in the morning and uh, kudos to the guys that, um, that were very welcoming there. And I think this speaks to actually not just San Francisco, but anywhere in the US, I mean, Hong Kong, like uh, East Coast, West Coast of the world, um, yeah. you always get such a fantastic community of global Arsenal fans. We are gargantuan. <laughs> I love that word. Danny, is that a sort of word you'd use for us abroad? Our fans are amazing all around the world. Oh, I've got lots of words. Most of them are quite rude, so I better keep them to myself. But uh, I'm sad to see, Chris, that you didn't get a decent webcam for your birthday. So let me know next year or the 50th and I'll, I'll get you one. Shots fired. All over it. Shots fired. Yeah, but at least I've got lights on. I mean, you've got one sort of spotlight on your head. And he looks and all right. It looks like actually. a boudoir in the background. It does. I like that. Can, can, can you change the colour of your lights at will? No, I can't. Oh. I've, I've been drinking this week, Chris. I've been on. I've had a, two bottles of cider. Look at you! One was marshmallow flavoured, and the other one was toffee apple. I, before this gets out of control, uh, Amanda. Yes, I am. I am favourite, and the game is brilliant. And I wasn't concerned at all at any point because Wolves are rubbish. And I'd have said before the game <laughs> that I have one bloke thinking he's Daily Thompson, uh, running, jumping, kicking, and sprinting, and not actually doing anything. And then you have the rest of them trying to kill us. And that, that was the gist of what the game was. Just a matter of time until we scored. And some of some of the stuff we did. I just read a tweet that said uh, Erdegaard had scored, um, I think it was eight goals in 50 games for Arsenal. He's now scored six in 13 this season. Yeah. Wow. And you know what? I actually, my, one of my last tweets was, um, you know, that'll shut up all the pathetic Udegaard, Udegaard haters. Because we've always just, now, I think most yeah, of now. us have been so passionately behind him and can see what he brings. But let's just, right, so we wish Granite well. Um, hopefully, you know, be okay for the World Cup. I hope all our players, I mean, we've got, what, eight going that are just, we Ten just pray. Is it 10? I, thought, ten, yeah. I just pray the 10 of them are okay and one of them wins the World Cup and everybody's well when they come back and we just continue. We just continue on this amazing journey we're on where I don't think, and I mean, I often blank it, don't I? But I don't think anyone would have predicted that we are sitting here worrying about whether Brentford were going to get a second goal or not and whether Chelsea Newcastle, whether Newcastle could, you know, Mm. Maybe Chelsea get a point because that's what we would have preferred. And Tottenham are just Tottenham, aren't they? They're just lucky. But it's just such a wonderful feeling and you just don't want it to end. And it's so lovely that we go into the World Cup. You know, top of the Premier League is just incredible. We've just not been... I've just never... I've not been in love with Arsenal this much in so many years. The fans... Oh, my God. I love Arteta. I love all his crew. I love all the players. It's just, just lovely. So, Danny, I was a bit, to be fair, I was a bit bored the first half. I kept saying, look, they've got 83 men behind the ball. We're going to have to be be creative. Albert, I was like, is this going to be a nil-nil draw? Are the players a little bit laid back because they're going into the World Cup and they didn't want to injure? Chris, is it because, you know, City lost? Are they sort of laying back a little bit on their tackle? So, 
let's talk to all of you. People in the chat room, send us, send us your questions to whoever you want to answer and I'll put them up. So who wants to start? Should we go with Chris? Go with Chris because you haven't been here for a week. Yeah. Oh, that's very kind of you. Um, top four at the beginning of the season was basically the minimum requirement. You know how teams that just come up think, let's just get to 40 points. Let's just get to 40 points. I think as Arsenal fans, we were just, let's please just get to a, a level of points that in history and time gone by, top four would secure it. I'm beyond that now. Yeah. I'm genuinely beyond that. And maybe I'm late to the party compared to other people in the chat, compared to you four guys. But I, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't even looking at the Tottenham result today. I watched the Chelsea and Newcastle game thinking, well, maybe a draw is a good result, but I'm not really that fussed. And when Newcastle scored, I was like, well, maybe that's a good thing for us because it's one less in Chelsea. It's one less opponent if we can win tonight. But that's where my mind's at now. My mind is now at forget the rest. I want I want to start staring down the barrel of the gun against Erling Haaland and that Manchester City team. That's how buoyant I feel. We we came up against a team that let's let's not forget that last season was a difficult game, dodgy referee. Season before that, I think that was the COVID season where um we lost to them with a dodgy uh, David Luiz like a slight touch on the heel. This is a Wolves was a difficult place to go. And for the first half, that felt like this was going to be low block, difficult place to go, hit us on the transition. What like you can see what they wanted to do, get the ball out wide. Three or four times they said they 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 put balls over wide on the right hand side to try and get in beyond Zinchenko for Semedo to get in there. You could see what their game plan was, but it's you can't say it at the time because you're always nervous as an Arsenal fan. With now with the benefit of hindsight and the two-nil victory in place. That was comfortable at the back, bar a few chances. You know, Ramsdale made a couple of saves, but that was pretty much it. And that's what this Arsenal team are doing to us now. They're giving us that confidence. Apart from Saliba, who put just my heart was in my hands, honestly. And I actually think, because Carl said this, that Arteta told him where to place the ball and he gave it back to him. But um, I've got a question for you, Chris, before I leave. Carl Stark wants to know, how overjoyed was he to see his favourite player, Cedric, come on? <laughs> I don't understand that, to be honest with you. Uh, someone in the chat can explain to me the reasoning behind Cedric ahead of Tierney. Tierney's not going to a World Cup, so there's no risk there. Cedric's not going to a World Cup. Unless Cedric has got pictures of Arteta in oh, compromising positions. Then... He does do coaching with the kids, though, doesn't he? And, and Tierney isn't a, an Arteta man. He'll be off. He might be off in January to West Ham. I think so. Oh, uh, no, sadly. don't. I love Tierney. Um, Albert. Just give us your overall thoughts. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, it is very hard to work out what he's doing with Tierney. Um, yeah. I, I keep saying he's managing his, you know, his injuries and stuff, but not to bring him on today and he's not going to a World Cup. So what's your thoughts? Uh, well, in regards to the, the game, Wolves, I, I was, I went for a 2-0 prediction actually for Arsenal today. Um, so got that bang on. Wolves are just... Um, they they had an issue in terms of not scoring enough goals, but this season they they can't score goals and they can't defend. So yeah. you've got the double whammy. Um, I think they got minus uh, goal difference of minus fourteen before today. So I, I couldn't see where they would score against us today, to be honest, unless we gifted them a goal or gifted them opportunities. And you could see that in the first half of where they played because since Wolves come up into the Premier League, 
they're a very good footballing team to watch, but not this season. I mean, they were they they sat back very very deep. We found it very difficult to break them down. Saka and Martinelli weren't really getting much joy, but I'll give credit to Semedo and the other guy. I've got his names. It Bueno was it? I think at the left left wing back. Um, so they kept it very very tight. We didn't really penetrate them too many times, um, but that was difficult. Um, listen, this team are bottom of the league for a reason. Um, the new managers there say so want to show a bit of an impression, even though he's not taken charge until just now. Um, so yeah, like you said, Amanda, it wasn't it's, the first half wasn't really a lot to write home about, to be honest with you. I think the good thing is we um, we didn't we didn't sort of create any mistakes on our behalf, which has happened in the early part of the season. But they sleep had a couple moments um, playing that blind pass. I was like, oh my god, this what's he doing? Because he, he, he what he didn't look. He, and no. at, at not any point did he look. I thought there's a man there if you don't look. But we got away with it. Um, and I and I did. I think what it. I think what needed to happen is if we get the first goal, and once we got the first goal, if we did get it, it would completely change the game, and it did. Absolutely. Um, ju- just moving on to Dan. Just before we do, Dan, it seems like your fan club has turned up here tonight. Oh, Danny, know, so welcome to everyone that <laughs> thought he was going to be on a bird camp Wonderland, and he's come to join us. Yeah, but you it just seems Dan- <laughs> Dan's fan clubs here. Um, yeah. First of all, did everyone vote for Tony Adams tonight? Did you all remember to do it? I forgot. I was busy oh, watching football. Gosh, sorry. Yeah, that's very true. Danny's right. Come on. He'll win, we, don't worry. He will win. He will win. He's spoiling <laughs> everyone. Every Karen is so upset with it. It's no, hilarious. Wonderful. Apologies Very. if there's any Karens in the uh, chat there room. Um, Dan, so, you know, I thought it was pretty bland the first half. I wanted him to throw some teacups in that second half. It wasn't great the first part of the second half, but it never felt that worried, did it? Never worrying that we were going to lose. It didn't, and I don't think we get enough credit for that because uh, being, being where we are, the amount of pressure it is on the other, other clubs are the ones that are struggling to deal with the pressure. Spurs um, pooed the bed to, uh, today yet again. Man United are rubbish. Uh, Liverpool are rubbish. Chelsea, well, that's just hilarious, the state of Chelsea. And I am, um, I do you know uh, AC Jimbo It does the Totally Football Show? Some of you probably know is that podcast. They said, have you got a question for this week? So the first question I've ever sent them is, is quite um, relevant about this. I put... Arsenal have been top of the Premier League. I'm going to update this for now. For 14 out of 16 games, last City, last season, City were top of the Premier League for 24 games and only 19 games the season before that. So we're only 16 games into the season. We've been top for 14 and five points clear. We, we, we will never get the credit that we deserve no. for that. Uh, and we made it look so easy in the first half today. It was almost like when, when you, you're fighting someone of a limited height and you just put your hand on their head, let them swing away for 45 minutes, swing and punch and kick and scream. And the second half go, right, everyone ready? On the count of three, let's start scoring some goals and turning these mugs inside out. That's exactly what we did. And we won't get credit for it, Amanda. We never get credit for it because we're Arsenal and everyone hates us. <laughs> and we don't care. But we the problem is... Tottenham keep winning and they keep they're in the top four still and it's it's so annoying because they're absolutely atrocious and boring to watch and even their fans aren't happy but they're not, they're not. they keep winning and we don't want to talk about them anyway right we had a question before I just want to ask right I'm going to put this to you Dan 
Okay, Robert Stevens. I have a question. Do you feel he was very wide open down the left-hand side on the counter? I really don't feel safe with Zinchenko in there. If Arteta wants to play him in midfield and then play Tierney, I think that's what he would prefer. Thanks, Robert, for your question. Well, it was a weird one because you'd be thinking if we need a holding central midfielder, that's the role that Zinchenko does for Ukraine. And he does it magnificently. And he's done it for virtually every single game apart from the first couple. That's what he's done for Ukraine. He's one of their best players and they play really decent football. And he does the job. Uh, Steph. And uh, (laughs) he's put me off, Steph has. And so you'd have thought... If you if you were doing that, then you think, well, Zaka's gone off. I mean, I mean, if you saw my desk here, you'd imagine that Zaka's been around my house. I've got baked tarts, I've got crisps, I've got moams, and I've got fizzy sweets, <laughs> and I'm stuffing my face like a three year old. Anyone would think that Zaka's been sharing my my diet with me, but. To do that, and you thought, well, that'd be the logical situation to then bring on tyranny because all of us have said so many times, I've been listening to the shows, that we don't need to play four centre-backs across the back four when you're playing a team like Wolves. You do it like when we're playing against Liverpool, when you want Tommy Ashu to man-mark Salah out of the game or Son out of the game or Carlson out of the game and players like that, you don't need to do it. And a game like Wolves have got nothing. I tweeted, they, they've only won two games all see, at home yeah. all season, scored five, conceded 11. You don't need to go defensive. It would have been lovely to have Tyranny on that left-hand side, ripping it up and down, to have Zinchenko in the middle. I'm still not 100% sure that Zinchenko is, is as good a left-back as, as Arteta thinks he is. He does. He is a bit fallible at times, but he is, he is coming back from an injury, so maybe that does put that into, into context a little bit. But I'd I love Tierney. I, I, I love him. Mm. I love his Tesco's carrier bag. I love his running around <laughs> and his wife runs in the snow and I don't want him to go. No, nor do I. Right, just jumping onto a subject that everyone seems to talk about and I think um, I'm going to put this to you, Chris. Um, Kate Johnston, wait, welcome to the show, but I think you're only here for Danny. But hello, please subscribe. <laughs> we'll, we'll welcome you back. I really hope the World Cup is good for Jesus's confidence. I was willing him to score today. Listen, I don't think that boy's lacking confidence. I just think he's lacking goals. He does everything else. But I'm going to hand it over to you, Chris. Yeah, I also want to jump on the Zinchenko thing, but I'll do the Gabriel Jesus thing okay. first. So um, I actually tweeted this about half an hour ago. If Gabriel Jesus does not score a single goal for the rest of the season, however, he plays like he's been playing every single week and we every we win every single game, I don't care because if we win every single game, we won't. But if we win every single game or at least get enough points to be better than Man City, we will be standing there. Some of us, lucky of us, will be standing there in the Emirates in the last game of the season, seeing our team lift a trophy. Or wherever you are in the world, you'll be seeing your team lift a trophy. That is the only thing that matters. And even the press, I've seen like a couple of things on The Athletic or uh, Sky Sports talking about the same stuff, saying the role that he plays. Focus on that, guys. Ignore anything else about Gabriel Jesus and the goal scoring. He is getting in positions. He has changed us as a team and we are winning football matches as a result. His confidence is absolutely fine. So I've got no issues in it whatsoever. Chris, Before hold, I run on. Out there, hold on, hold on. I'm going to come back to you on Sinchenko. Wait okay, for a fine. second. I will come back to you. But Danny and Albert, have you got any other things to contribute about Jesus or do you feel the same as Chris and I do? No there's, no, there's um, no, there's not much more. To, it's a shame. He, again, he's, he's um, I think Smithy mentioned it on commentary, and it's true. Like, if you're not 
if you can't, if you're not hitting the back of the net, you you got to be contributing in um in other aspects. And he and he's been doing that. It's just a shame, obviously, he didn't get on the score sheet today. Uh, very very close to, by the way. Um, mm. and great pre assist as well today. <laughs> so yeah, now nah, listen, no more to add really. Then I'm you... not worried at all because no, no, uh, I, I, we've seen so many times in Arsenal history had one player who scores the goal, Obama Young, Ian Wright, Henri, and when they didn't score goals. That we didn't we didn't score goals. I'd much rather have. Uh, we, I think we've had fourteen different goal scorers this season in all competitions. I'd rather have fourteen all scorers than have two or three players scoring all the goals. Because as Man as Man City have found out, when Haaland isn't scoring, they're not winning. No, and uh, um, yeah. Long may that continue. And let me tell you about my city mates today. By the way, thank you, Kate, for your lovely message. And I'm so pleased that you do listen. That's lovely of you to say. Thank you. Um, my city mates have been giving it all morning. It is quite funny. I think they think that we all think we're going to stroll and win the league. But I don't really feel like that. And I know, oh, look, you can start to believe a little bit. I maybe think we're going to win the league. Yeah, no, they think that we think. That we're, we're like, oh, Arsenal oh, going to win the league. No. So, and I said, I don't know anyone that's saying that. We're enjoying the ride. Every game, we're just enjoying being top of the league and up there with it all. Um, but they are so bitter. I love them. They're, like, they're my mates as well. But it's hilarious. They're like, yeah, wait till uh, you, you come back in January and all this. And I'm like, yeah, you keep saying that. September, October. We're the end of November. Well, we're mid-November and we're top of the tree. So, do you know what? We're just enjoying it. You worry about your own team. You looked awful against Brentford today. Anyway, um, yes, yeah, sorry, there was... All right, I'm coming back to Chris. Oh, no, Chris, you want to talk about Zinchenko? Yeah, sorry, and then let's ask Albert a question because his sexy voice needs to be uh, heard a little bit more. Cheers, mate. Pay <laughs> you later. Um, on, the, <laughs> on the Zinchenko thing uh, and the KT thing, so I love KT and I want to see more of him and I think we should have seen more of him whilst he was out, but... I think the role that he's playing, so that Samedo so was getting in behind on the right-hand side and there was space there. But I think Arteta has changed the way he wants that left-back role to function, a bit more like what Pep's done with Cancelo, Cancelo at yeah. Man City. I think Arteta has deliberately told KT, you're going to need to start playing like that because we start, we've started to see him move into that kind of those central positions at times. And he, we've also seen the same when um, Tommy Asa was in there. So I think even if we'd have, I mean, KT would have played that role slightly differently today, but I still think he'd have occupied central positions. So whilst I am a big fan of KT and I'd love to have seen him more over the last few weeks, and you only need to check my timeline to see how I've not been the happiest bunny in the world that we're not seeing more of him. I don't think it would have been as massive a difference between the two tonight. That's just a gut feel. Um, I think it's the way that Arteta wants his left back to set up. That was it. Okay, cool. We've got some brilliant questions coming in. I want to discuss this, actually. Um, Sky. Sky going in big on the offside that wasn't and the possible penalty yawn. Agendas are real. Because a lot of people are asking why, as Danny said, they hate us. And meet people in the chat room are saying, why do the media hate us? Especially if you don't live in this country, you don't see it. Tottenham are definitely favoured. And if you'd have listened to the commentator on Sky tonight, it was like willing, willing Wolves to score. I don't know if anyone noticed that. Um, and I want to make a point about um, Alan Smith. Um, Alan Smith's been on this show many times. He's actually a good friend of mine. And he was getting slaughtered. And he has said to me so many times that he can't win. If he's biased towards Arsenal, he gets called biased. 
If he goes against Arsenal, he gets called a hater. He says to me, I just say it as I see it. If if I think Arsenal have done wrong, they've done wrong. But I saw I saw he got a lot of hate tonight. But for me, I thought it was offside. But yes, it was a penalty after. So it's offside. So that's the end of it. I don't understand the debate. But now they're saying it wasn't offside. Um, any of you got any thoughts on that? You're on about the the the, uh, the wonder goal from um, uh, Jesus at the beginning. No, we're no, I think about it's the Saliba the thing, isn't it? Saliba yeah, foul. Because it was offside, then he fouled him. Definitely was a penalty, but he was offside. So you just he just pulled it back for offside, and that was it. But apparently, it wasn't offside. But again, that's not our fault. The ref yeah. called it. The ref called it, didn't yeah. he, Albert? He called yeah, it offside, and that was that. He did. He did. But they're going on about this, yet they're not going on about the fact that we've won bloody 12 games. Um, oh, honestly, Man, do you know what? Man, do you know what? Before, injury, you, before you go on to well. the next week, you know, I, I don't watch the programme, but I'm going to record it specifically because I'm, I'm going to be at work on Monday. Ref watch, right? Because they're going to talk about that. They're going to talk about it. And I want to hear what Mr Gallagher has to say this time after what he said about the penalty at Southampton. I can't wait to see what he has to say. That's a good I'm, point. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I want to hear what he has to say. To be said, fair, though, he said tangle of legs. Them, Albert, yeah. J- Jamie yeah. Carragher really rates us as a club. Gary Neville, he can't even bear to say yeah, he, he that can't. He, yeah, you he could won't. possibly get, you know, credit and stuff. But yeah, well, so um, and look, I mean, Kate saying the whole of halftime Sky were discussing it. They hate Arsenal doing well, which Is I find else? really strange. Do you? Does anyone else turn the commentary? No, I turn the game on when it starts. I turn it off at, during half time and I turn it on for second half and I turn it off right at the end. I don't give a damn what those mugs say. I love Kelly Cates. I think she's one of the best. Yeah, she's Early brilliant. Right. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else do that? Because I'm not interested in their biased opinions. They used to uh, be. Didn't they? Didn't they do comes on. Yeah, yeah. Didn't there used to be an option where you could just listen to the noise? Because that's one of the main things. Yeah, I would they did absolutely that. subscribe to that. Just listen to the noise of a oh, ground. Sky analog back in the original days, you could do back that. The they did Sky 3D, didn't they? Remember that nonsense? Oh god, yeah. Look, they don't bother me. I just we just like we have a row of them when we're sitting downstairs, me and Carl. We just go, What are they going on about now? But um, I've just had a message from Carl saying Wolves manager Steve Davis saying Saliba should have been sent off and Wolves should have had a penalty for the first half instant. Oh, but do you know what? It it was classes offside. So I don't see what the discussion is. If it's not offside, then that's down to the referee. Exactly. Which, us, which, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But how about Odegaard getting a yellow card for barely touching the bloke's oh. sleeve? But yet they're hacking, hacking down Saka and hacking down Martinelli. They're just boo. They're just crying because they're rubbish and they're going back to the championship where they belong. But we love it, Dan, don't we? Well, Wolves don't like us anyway because of last year. But we love the fact that we're not liked. It's a bit like being Millwall. We're sort of a nice Millwall, aren't we? No one likes us. Yeah, yeah, that's a great comparison. (laughs) Not as bad, obviously. That's where I live, by the way. Careful. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah, Millwall. Anyway, moving on. Um, right, so let's just talk about. I wanted to talk about something else, but it's gone. Out. Oh, Erdegaard. Let, let, yes. Let's just talk. Captain Marvel. Let's wax lyrical. I'm going to go to all of you. Christopher, start waxing lyrical about our Martin. Oh, I love him so very much. He's mine. I can't express to you. I have to go very soft when I'm talking because my <laughs> feelings about that man, they're fantastic. 
he he's brilliant. His his balance, um, the way in which he dictates games, the way he can which he, he can peel across different positions, um, his interplay, brilliant. And one of the things, the only thing he's been lacking recently is goals because he yeah. he knits everything together for us as a team. He's always there. He's always showing. He very rarely loses possession as well. Um, in one of my other WhatsApp groups with some of my mates, we were talking about. Erdegaard, Ozil, could he be, you know, could he be better than Ozil? And one of the things I said is let's not let recency bias on what happened with Ozil be something that is clouding how good Ozil was. But given the age that Erdegaard is when he joined us, he's captain of the club. He leads by a different kind of example. He's not a chest thumper, but everything comes through him. And when he plays well, it's fantastic. Last season, when Erdegaard played well and Saka together, it was all on that right-hand side. But I feel like he's broadened out his play, that we're now seeing more from him in different parts of the pitch, not least in the penalty box. And I think, like we were talking about, he's got like six goals this season. I mean, yeah. Arteta challenged him last season, get more goals. Like he challenged Smith-Rowe. Smith-Rowe stepped up last season. He's injured this season. But this season, Erdegaard captain performance dictate ball always show don't lose possession and chip in with goals i can't ask for anything more for the man oh, i love him albert yeah listen you see my man you made a point actually sort of top of the show regarding mentioning Erdegaard. um yeah he gets um i don't get it with some arsenal fans or some of our players to be fair but talking about Erdegaard in particular but when you get him in that area of the pitch where i don't know 18 yards, 25, 30 yards from goal. That, that's the key areas you want him, as long as you get the ball to him. He's got a great combination play with Bakayo Saka in particular. He he always he spots that pass which can go from, you know, pedestrian build-up play to, bam, one pass goal. He's got that in his makeup. And I always say this about him. He, his work off the ball is excellent. And it's no coincidence in terms of the Arsenal team as a whole we're a lot better team of had the ball back because a lot of pundits used to slaughter us for not being great in uh, out of possession. Mm. But yeah, Erdegaard, listen, that's the main thing, like Chris said, it's just goals. You want him, look, even the first goal will tap in, right? But he's in that he's in that area, Amanda. That's where you want him. That's where you need him to be to add more goals to this team, as Danny mentioned, across the whole team with goals by committee. That's what you want. And that's the one criticism, that's the only criticism I have of him is to have a shot more. Shoot. <laughs> you, you, yeah. you you got it in your locker. You get in terms of advanced areas, add more goals to your game and people will keep talking in a more positive light as opposed to, you know, evil raw camp. No, no he's, he was excellent today. Listen, brilliant. Cold two goals. Got two goals against Bournemouth in the earlier in the season. Two goals today. So keep it going, Mike. Keep it going, mate. He's, he's a sexy player. I, I, I've never understood anyone that criticises him. I don't mean sexy in that way, Danny. I mean sexy footballer. Just the oh, football I mean is just... I, I, I know what you mean, Amanda. Had <laughs> many in that way. I'm just Before I come to you, Dan, I'm just going to yeah. um, say something. This is, could have been retiny and a few others. Arteta's come out and said, we had a few players starting to feel sick just before mm, kickoff. We right. couldn't change everyone, but he could not carry. And for him not to carry on is strange, but we adapted and we've managed to win. And that's what big teams do. Um, he's also said, it's great to be where we are, um, where we are. We're enjoying that moment. Our aim is to play better as a team every single day. We now have to use the time in the best possible way. So there is a massive sickness bug going around right, the country, actually. I've got a lot of people at, ill at work and stuff like that. So 
he looked ill, didn't he, Shaka? The poor thing. And he yeah. just went down the tunnel and probably threw his guts up. Excuse me if anyone's eating at this Wolf literally, moment. Wolf, Wolves literally lasagna'd us, like some team all those years ago, and we still yeah. came out on top. Exactly. We're not like the lasagna team. <laughs> Dan, anything to say on Erdegaard, who for me was my man of the match? Do you yeah, all agree? Yeah, yeah. Okay. he definitely was. But yeah. um, Chris made some interesting points comparing him to Ozil. And I'm just looking at Erwin. I hate Ozil. But best he ever did was eight goals in 33 in the league. And then his next one was six in 35. But uh, um, uh, what's his name? He said Ramsdale. Erdegaard is doing now what Ozil should have done his entire career. If you look, Erdegaard's got 14 goals in 62 games in the, at his time in the last two seasons with us. And he is a player that everyone loves and he does it so well. And the amount in the second half, about from the 72nd to the 75th minute, we ran them ragged just before the goal and they could do absolutely nothing about it. At one point, I mean, we, we saw the cheeky back heel that, uh, that Martinelli did for Zinchenko to cross yes. it in. But Erdegaard was jumping up, creating space. And this was if Erdegaard not playing in the Erdegaard role because Fabio had to come on. And Fabio can't play in the central midfield role, so they're kind of sharing it. But if any one of those two was doing in the in the, uh, the Jacques role, it was Erdegaard dropping a little bit deeper to do all that lot. And it, it's just considering he wasn't playing in his best position, it was absolutely amazing. And also, talking about Erzul, He's at his new club in Turkey. He's played 10 minutes all season and his team got smashed 7-0 at home by Galatasaray today. And that made me smile. You might like this, Dan, the Bulgarian Guna. Erdegaard is Erzil, but with a pair of balls. <laughs> exactly, Drago. <laughs> See, look, Dan there. comes on the show and the tone just gets lowered. I love it. <laughs> Dan, you need Sorry. to come back on more often. I love all your stats. <laughs> You're like my stat man. It's just fantastic. <laughs> it's all- it's on the other screen on Wikipedia. I can't I take any it. credit. <laughs> <laughs> um, a- Avon, thank you for your comment. Erdegaard work rate and counter-pressing is on another level from what Ozil could provide. Um, I really liked Ozil. I just think he was playing in the wrong team at the wrong time. But we move on. We've got Erdegaard. I'm just going to tell you um, more Arteta's been saying. Another four players are feeling sick. Um, that's probably going to go around the camp now. But... Being selfish, <laughs> we're not playing anymore. So let them be sick. Let them get over it all now and be well for the mm. World Cup. Um, Arteta, nobody expected us to be where we are right now, but I'm more focused on the way we are playing. What I love about him, he's living our, our world where we're just enjoying every moment. No one's looking at the table and going, it's May, it's November. You know, I, I tell you every week, people in the chat room, enjoy it now. We don't know what's going to happen when we all end up back at the Emirates on Boxing Night, which I have to say my mother's not impressed with because we're supposed to have been with the family that day and I've told her I'll be leaving at 6 o'clock. So um, thank you, TV companies, for putting us all in trouble with our families on Boxing Night. But, wow, what an atmosphere it's going to be that night. Seriously, it's going to be like the beginning of the season part two. It's just it's like a COVID think, thing all over again. I think I think West Ham are dreading that game. To be honest, the way they're playing, they are. I've got some West Ham fans. They are. They're like, we've lost that already. I said, oh, yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. And the best thing about it is, is it being the start of the season, is we get a five point head start. I know it's lovely. We'll still be top of the league come Boxing Night, regardless. Exactly. Um, right, everyone in the chat room, you know I love doing this. Tell us where you're all from, and I'll put it up on the. Um, I'll put the comments up. Also, if you've got any more questions, I would just like to say that I'm I'm so proud of what we've achieved. It's, you know, exactly, Chris, what you said. We were all hoping for top four and perhaps to win the Europa League. 
that that would have been incredible to have that. But now we're sort of looking at City's matches going, right, who have they got next? When have we when have we ever done that? Looked at City and gone, who are they playing next? Never. Not since they not <laughs> since they've been half decent. Not since they've been half decent, because when we were half decent, they weren't even a yeah, they weren't exactly. in question, were they? So no. Um, they weren't. Um, more games. Eight points clear of Spurs of a game in hand over them. And they were lucky today. Three oh, times Leeds dear. had the lead. Shocking. Can we can we talk about this being Arsenal's greatest ever start to a season? Because I think that's quite significant. Like, we've won leagues before. We're a team that's won plenty of leagues before. But having a start to the season like this, and yeah, it might end up being yeah, N5, born and raised. Lovely. Um, Lovely. I love our Jobo. Go on, Jobo. It, it might not end up... I mean, we're up against a nation state, basically, who can yeah. buy themselves a cheat code uh, striker. But we're keeping them at arm's length. This is this is something that we need to just appreciate the moment of right now. That's like, I even right. now feel like Man City are probably going to, I don't know, get to January and... and get more quality players in and they can they can compete for four competitions and blah 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 i don't care what i care about is what i'm seeing from my team and what i'm seeing from my team is such a significant difference from this time last year this time last year where were we at compared to where we are now this is amazing i'm gonna bask in this next five six weeks to christmas I'm going to absolutely effing bask in it. I'm going to message all of my Tottenham mates. I'm going to message Liverpool fans. I'm going to message Chelsea fans, as many as I can. And my response is always going to be, top of the league, though. I've got a mate that arrived in my house. I'm, so I'm going to stop in a second. But I've got a mate that arrived in my house in, Ju- in June for a barbecue with his Tottenham shirt on. And all he said to me, as I opened the door, I said, I chuckled and said, you're right, Adam. And he went, yeah, Champions League, mate. And I went, all right, we'll see. Yeah. Oh, you get it all, don't you? Like, um, I started a new job in May, and I must be the worst nightmare for one of my colleagues who I work very closely with, who is a Tottenham season ticket holder. Because obviously he goes off on a Wednesday night, and he goes, oh, yeah, enjoy your Coronation Street. We've got that. And I went, yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying Thursday nights, actually, because we're in a competition that we've got a chance of winning. And second of all, you've seen the table lately. Have a nice evening. And every week I'm coming in and we're winning. So I must be his worst nightmare. I mean, I don't sort of say it. I've got a West Ham season ticket holder as well and a lot of people in the office. And it's quite funny that I just sit there and go, yeah, yeah. Yeah, enjoy your Wednesday nights. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at seeing who City are playing. Yeah, you worry about being fourth. It's quite funny, you know. I just want to say that people that are watching from India and Australia in the middle of the night, I so appreciate that. That is so fantastic because you could easily listen and watch this tomorrow. Um, And people in America, look at Paramod. Pramod, sorry. 351. Are you mental listening to us at 5 to 4 in the morning? They're not, not, Amanda. They're they're very, they're they're fine. They're very sane. I love them all. Honestly, I really do. Winning breeze, that's what winning does, isn't it, Amanda? Let's see. Eh? Well, everyone's excited. Everyone wants every, There are about 20 podcasts gone live tonight because I think <laughs> because it's the last game till yeah, Boxing Night, I won't be here Boxing Night for a post-match, but we'll do it a couple of days later maybe. Um, I'm assuming that me and Chris will be at the Emirates. 
Danny, you'll be watching with the sound down. And I'll Albert... be in a Frere Rocher sugar coma by <laughs> Boxing Day night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's I, hilarious. I, I, I'm not going, but ne- but never say never. Oh, okay. I'm also not going. Um, and I'm going to be with my family who are all from... My whole family comes from East London on my dad's side, so they're all West Ham fans. Oh, bless them. Oh, my God, you got to watch it all together. Am I the only one going yeah. to the Emirates that night and upsetting my family? Like, yeah. like I said, you never know. You never might. say never, mate, possibly. Right, let's say hello to Azat from Dubai at 25 oh. past two in the morning. I love you all. Honestly, I love all so, the foreign Can I ask you a question about Azat? Maybe he can answer us in the chat. I know this is not going to be as much fun for those people that are listening to this next day, but 2.25 in the morning, has he just powered through from the day before or did he go to bed early? That's the question I'd like to be. We should probably on, get on to some more Arsenal-based game stuff, but that's a question I've got. <laughs> it is quite funny. Can um, I come back to a point that Chris brought up? I've got some stats. I don't know if I I'm allowed to stats. do that. Yeah, of course. Okay. I don't know if any of you have seen. I've done. I love it. I love a Google spreadsheet. I do them on everything, and I've done one. I've been tweeting it recently. The start from the beginning of the season, like WWWLDDD. Yeah. At the moment, we've got twelve wins. It's t- taken us fourteen games to get twelve wins. Last season, twenty-two games to get our twelfth win. Season before that, twenty-eight games to get our twelfth win. Wow. And the season before that. 33rd game before we got 12 wins. Uh, so talking about what Chris was saying, great start to the season. I mean, even if you look back, I mean, what would you say is our best season? Personally, I'd say the 98 season. That is my yeah. favourite. So that was uh, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. It took us until game 25 to get 12 um, to get 12 wins. All right. See, then... I, I would have said I would have said the 2007, 2008 because I don't know why. I'm sure you, Danny, will be able to tell a stat man, but I feel like we had like seven out of our first 10 games were at home, and we ended up blitzing all of those in 2007, 2008. That was the Eduardo leg break season. So I've that got a feeling. That well game 23 oh, yeah. to get 12 wins. Um, Danny, can you look up 1989? Can you see how long it took to get that amount of wins? <laughs> I did actually it's, go to 89. Did you? I've got some more quotes that I'm going to read in a minute, but I'd like to it say thank you, John. 20. I did... How many? 20. Wow. So this is one of this is the best season so yeah, far. There's a, a mile. There, yeah, there's a there's a there's a, lot, there's a lot of positive this season. I mean, there was a stat in during the game. Is it is it now after today's win? Um, 11 wins, um, getting the goal, going ahead and with, from winning positions. I think it's 11 out of, I think it's about 11 wins. That's that's a that's a that's an impressive stat, man. Um, scored in every game this season, league yes, game this season well as said, well. Well said, yeah. This exactly. is Dan's new name, Spreadsheet Dan. That's why we all love him, Spreadsheet Dan. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, as that told us, he, this is what he said, uh, Chris. I just watched the game walking back to the hotel. Right now, very happy. Thing is, when you win, you're just not tired, are you? You just get it the next no. day. Yeah, just power on because you're a sorry, winner. Sorry, Amanda, just put in Masha down record. Sorry. Yeah, go on, darling. You do that. I'll watch that. It's later. At eleven o'clock. It's at eleven o'clock. We're all good. It's at 11 o'clock. Yeah. I think one. everyone should listen to Arsenal analyze when he says smash that yes. like button. You're you're well, Amanda, and everyone watching too. I don't know I'll what means are you. You're well. Yeah. What is that? Is that like is that young talk, Albert? It, You're it, well. It's, it's, a, it's a very positive figure, man. That's all you need to know. Okay, That's my guy. Yeah. He's spelt Can I ask wrong. A question? I'm not going there because it's a very nice tweet. <laughs> <laughs> can I ask a question to you three? Of course you can, Chris. Yes. The World on, Cup. Chris. The World Cup is now on our doorstep. No more games. Is that actually a bad thing for us? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, because our players could get injured and the momentum changes and yeah, they come playing, back and they? could be. Yeah, but they could be. Who's not playing? Our players are we've playing. Got, I think we've got eight players going to the World Cup. I think three of them are going to be starters. Oh, do you? Shaka, Partey. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, people will understand why I will say this being Nigerian, but I've, you know, if Party comes home early, I'm not really going to complain personally. No. <laughs> but they're going out to Dubai, I think, for, a, for some. Yes training sessions and stuff like that, which will be interesting. But, you see, I'm a little bit like Dan, Chris. I'm not interested in the World Cup. Will I watch England? Probably. I'll be more watching Brazil with uh, Amanda, Switzerland, you're watching, Amanda. You're Ghana. Watching. Yeah, I watch it, but I've got no interest. I'm exactly like Nobby Clark. No, I've, honestly, I'm just going to put your, your quote up. Sorry, wrong one, because I went down too fast. No interest in the World Cup at all. So what I've decided to do, instead of just stopping this podcast now and starting it back after Christmas, I'm having um, shows with with lots of different people, Dan being one of them, um, and lots of different people that haven't been on before. Um, I've got Tim from the AST coming on. Stuart's coming back, the photographer. We're going to do what Arsenal mean to me. So it's all going to be about... Old, old school Arsenal, just just how people got into it. Because I'm not really interested in the World Cup. I'm sure there's going to be some amazing games, but I have a massive problem with Qatar holding it. And I think that I, I really is it's, it's just leaving a bad taste in my mouth. So um, I will tweet when the um, shows are going out. They're going to be live. You can talk to all my guests as well. So yeah, what about you, Chris? Are you interested? Um. Yeah, I get into it because I'm a football fan. Um, I have moral uh, challenges that I, I come across, but um, I will watch it. But I'm not as invested. I'm always I'm a club over. I've always been a club over country yeah. man. I have the benefit of um, having a German and Dutch uh, family heritage, so I get to split my allegiances a little bit, which is always uh, interesting and fun. But do I ever really have? the level of worry, fear, butterflies in my stomach, heart rate going up to like fat burning mode on my Fitbit when uh, when England were in the Euros, even in the final. No, a little bit. But Arsenal in the third round of the FA Cup playing Nottingham Forest when uh, when Mikel Arteta has played a slightly, uh, a slightly sort of youthful team, I was a lot more worried and nervous then than I am for, for England. It's one of those things. I watch it. I enjoy it. It's on TV. The hours that is are a little bit more sociable. I'll be working with in the background. If you're listening to the audio, you can't see that. But in the background, there's a flat screen TV. It will be on in the background as I work. That's as far as I go. I'm sure, but it's interesting. So I've got some more quotes. Thank you, Carl Stark. Um, Arteta on the momentum, which is what you were alluring to. Alluring to. When a team is in that moment, you want to carry on playing. We want to use that time as best as possible for those not involved, and the rest can fulfil a dream. Um, Erdegaard's come out and said, we had to dig deep today. The first half was difficult. They defended well. We were a bit slow, but we know the quality we have, and we always create create chances. We stayed patient, and it paid off. Um, we talked about some tactical things at halftime and did better in the second half. We played the ball out wide, created some overload and got the goal, which helps. Um, Arteta again, we showed another kind of maturity today to play their game in the first 25, 20 to 30 minutes. We struggled to break them down. We were much better in the second half. And we had a bit more courage and took risks, but also not allowing them to run. Arteta and the players watched the City game together earlier. How did they react to Brentford's winner? As you can imagine, says Arteta, 
just like we all did. I was gobsmacked. So I watched up to one all and then I turned it off. And I said to a couple of people on Twitter, do me a favour, just let me know because I think they're just going to score and I don't want to see it. And this guy was so good on Twitter, he literally did like um, like a teletext every minute. And then he went, there's a goal at the Etihad. And I was like, oh, f- you just know, don't you? And honestly, and it was lovely. I love Ivan Tony, and I love their fans as well. Their fans were going mental. So, yeah, I just, I think it's breaking up the momentum, Chris. It's not a good time for us. We want to keep on going. We want to keep on winning. Let's just hope when we come back, you know, that... Um, we've still got the same momentum, really. I think we all feel a little bit, yeah, it's wonderful and everything, being top and everything's great, but we want to come back and we want to continue that. Um, Adam is from New Hampshire. Thank you. Actually, it's your afternoon there for you, isn't it? Anyone got any um, questions for us? Oh, Azat from Dubai. I'm planning to go see a game, one game on on the 3rd of of January. Yeah, that's finished then, isn't it? Oh, you mean over here? No, no, yeah. Um, Hope that will be Argentina if they win the group. Azak, come back and tell us what it was like um, over there and uh, what the game was like as well. Right, so let's just jump a bit ahead. I don't really like doing this, but I think it's quite important. Um, I think for us to have a massive chance in winning the league, we need to strengthen in January. Now, you know I don't do transfer shows and I, I find it all boring, Dan, but if I, I'm going to ask you all this, two players that you'd love to bring in, who wants to go first? Just two. God damn. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, uh, yeah. Um, I could I could answer that question easily if it's a summer window, but January is difficult, particularly if it's a, if they're looking at a striker situation because um, that's the hardest position to get. But listen, I, I'm not, I won't come out with a name because it's, 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 it's difficult, but I think... Um, I'd be very surprised if they don't bring a midfield player in. I'd be very surprised. And I, actually, what we do need, believe it, what I think we definitely need is a left-sided centre-back. Because I don't think you would have seen Gabriel play as many games you would have seen him play in the Europa League. So, um, what I will say, I won't give names, but I would expect minimum two to come in. Minimum to bring in two in January. I'd be happy you... with three. Yeah. Minimum two. So, two of the positions are what? Say that again, Albert? So, left side centre back. Yeah, central midfield and striker. There's a lot of talk about Tielemans all the time, isn't there? And everyone keeps mentioning this in the um, group, um, in the chat room. Sorry, Chris, for you, agree with Albert or different positions? I actually, I'm going to do it, Albert. I don't usually do this, but I'm going to disagree with you because I think that Saliba has played plenty in Marseille and stuff at left centre back. So I think if they need it, they'd play him there, shift White to centre half. So it's a Saliba and White centre half partnerships. But this all depends on the fitness of Tomiyasu, really, because you know he's injured again. Hopefully, they say it's just short term and he's going to he's yeah. going for the World Cup with Japan. But if Tomiyasu gets another, he's out for three months. And let's be honest, even when he was at Bologna, he had an injury record. So I think we need to accept that he's like going to be a bit like KT from now on. I Yeah, so at the moment, I feel like in defence, we're sort of all right. Can we, can we can shuffle the deck a little bit. I do agree that I think they'll look at a midfield because if you look at our games in January, 
That is some scary sort of fixtures that we've got. I haven't we've got, looked. Let's have a We've look. got Newcastle at home on the 3rd of January. Yeah. Mm. You know, they're flying high. We've got Tottenham away, always a difficult game, on the 14th of January. We've got Man United at home on the 21st of January. And we've got Everton away and then Brentford at home. That's a tough, that is a tough January. And if Thomas Party breaks down, woe betide us if uh, El Nenny is the only option because he doesn't trust Lekonga. And so I do wonder if they'll do that. I'm not sure if they'll go for Tielemans because it really depends on how much Arteta fancies Lekonga as a potential left eight and you know granite shaka normally sickness aside is mr impervious to injury touchwood as he says that so he might be all right but i think they'll look at a thomas party understudy and then i i think but actually even before that i think they're going to go for a wide forward and i think they're going to go for a wide forward because you've got martinelli is on that left hand side i wonder if they think of smith Rowe potentially could play that left eight position if Jack is injured or in other competitions, if he gets back fit and isn't injured, the Saka question as well, because Marquinhos, not quite ready. Reese Nelson, not quite for me. Eddie and Ketty, I don't know, maybe as a sent forward. But yeah, I just feel like they'll go for a versatile player who can play left or right on the wide forward positions. And I'll stop talking now because I'm monologuing. No, no, it's great. Amanda, there's I'm... some names in the chat, but I think I know. they're. They're more. I wouldn't see some of them players coming in January. Like Mudrik's been, he's a good player from what I've seen. Um, Mitrovic, I, I get it in terms of something very, very different at the top of the pitch. Um, but yeah, some of the names in the people thrown in there, which have been flying around for a few weeks, I, 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 could, I couldn't see that happening in, in January personally. What about you, Dan? I think we've got to look at the, the things that we need. First of all, if they're going to come in in January, they need to be have played in the Premier League. So that rules out a lot of players. That Midrick bloke is magnificent, yeah, but he is money. a luxury player who is um, that, that we we can only get if we're um, maybe in the in the um, the summer transfer window. So we need someone that we can have an alternate style of play up front. Someone big, Tammy Abrahams, Roma, a seventh in um, Serie A at the moment. Jose has decided that now they've got. Um, uh, Dybala there, that he's the number one. So Tammy's hardly playing. He'd love to come back to England. I mean, he he's, he's uh, six foot three, played in the Premier League. And the other thing, he's only 25. He was yeah. 25 um, a couple of weeks ago. And the other one I want, again, played in the Premier League, Douglas Louise. He's only 24 years old. Um, Arteta knows him from his time at Man City because he was there for a few years. Another Brazilian, so he'll fit in with all the Brazilians we've got already. And I think the re and if... Um, uh, What's his name? Emery wants to rebuild that Aston Villa. He's going to need money. And what better way to get money than the player who's just signed a new contract to make sure you get decent money for him. Exactly. 25, 30 million pounds. And then with that money, uh, he can um, Emery can go and buy uh, Frankie Coquelin and, uh, and renovate that Aston Villa side. So they're the two. And they'll fit right in and they know how to play in the Premier League already. Um, Bulgarian Gunas saying that Douglas Luiz signed a new deal, Dan. But, but that's what... Dan was saying, yeah, that they did that because his contract was going to run down. Yeah, don't mean nothing, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. So Gunatom wants to know, we're going to come and um, everyone in the chat room, just throw us any questions you want. We're going to end soon because I'm shattered and need to go to sleep. I've only been up um, two hours. What's up with you? Oh, my God. I had a really bad night's sleep. I'm surprised I'm not asleep. Um, the one thing that we are all forgetting, and I say this every week, ESR's got to come back. So mm. that is going to be like a new signing. Mm. What do you guys think of Tony? Um, Tony. 
It's all right, um, Tony. We know who Tony Abrams is. Tony Abrams. Yeah, the time Tammy has shot. actually got a brother who plays lower league. I think he's at Newport. He's rubbish. Tammy has not watching. been scoring. Cole says. Uh, Robert says I can't see Abraham comes with some play backup. Man, do you know what it comes down to a lot of these players? It, sometimes it's just timing. So if you'd have had this, com if you'd have asked this conversation with Abraham's last season, he had a very good season at Roma last season. Then people more would probably would would have been more on it. Some people were on it even when we li got linked with him before he went to Roma. But Chelsea weren't gonna let us have him. But if you ask the question now, listen, if, like Danny made the the key key point Danny's made, which I'm big on this, is getting players that's played within the league or are are or are in the Premier League it makes a huge difference. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Karen Russell, welcome to the show, darling. Thank you for joining us. What do you think our chances of getting Tony are? Ooh, um, I would like him. Peterborough um, legend. Him and Ben White played at Peterborough together a few years did. ago. Come on, the posh. I like Ivan Tony. What do you think, Chris? Yeah. I don't think it'll happen. Um, no. Brentford is tied out to a longer contract. I think Brentford would what command a big fee. And we're not going to pay a big fee for somebody who's just going to sit behind Jag Gabriel Jesus. That's why we signed up Edin Ketier on a decent-sized contract, because I think no. the club looked at it in the summer and said, do you know what? We could just invest the same amount of money as we're doing with Enketia and not pay a fee. I think that's entirely where, where, they, came, where they came from. They've probably thought... We save ourselves the best part of 30, 40 million quid by just signing Ketia up to improve terms. Mm. And so that's, worked well, that's not happening unless in the summer they sell in Ketia for a big chunk of cash and then they need a replacement. Then maybe, but is Tony going to want to, I don't know, would he want to join when only being a bit part Europa or hopefully next season Champions League player? I don't know. I was thinking about Balogun before Robert said that actually. Um, He's scoring for fun at the moment, isn't he? He's doing well. He's doing very well. Doing really, really let him well. continue. Yeah, let him, let him do that. Okay, so we're going to end in a couple of minutes. But I just want to say, does anyone on this panel now think that we're going to win the league? Put your hand up. No one's jinxing it. <laughs> no, that doesn't work, that doesn't work for the audio people, does it? No, no, no. We might want to say, we might Chris, say no. no. Chris, that's a good point. No, Amanda, like, I've, I've always said with this question because it's come up recently for a lot of people. I've always said, for me personally, ask me, ask me back in January, February. I'll tell you, I'll give you definitive. I've answer. always said, ask me end of March, beginning of April. That's when I think if we're still there. That that then it will be squeaky bum time. That's for it's, sure. It's like the Leicester question, isn't it? Each, after every phase of the, of the season, that season is like, oh, they're still can they win it? Can they win it? That will give you a good. That will give you a good indication. January, February, hundred percent. Yeah, I think also. I think also there's an element of Man City have set the bar so massively high that it's like unless you're going to get ninety five points because that's probably what Man well, City are aiming for in their nineties. Like this isn't like the 90s and the 2000s where 86, 87 points gets gets you the league title no. potentially. This is like they've, Liverpool and Man City have set a bar so high that you've basically got to get as close as you can to 100 points, which is ridiculous. And that's why, for me, not until like you, Amanda, not until March, April, because if we're get, if we're up towards trending on a north of 90 points mark, I might believe, but until then. Let's just hold our horses. 
But it's interesting, Dan, isn't it? Because if we do get through the test that Chris was talking yeah. about in January, you get through all that winning, maybe a possible draw, you're going to start to fill in February. Wow. You know, and depends if we've brought a couple of players in, if ESR's come back and we're winning. <laughs> I did say that it's annoying me now because it's just starting to believe a little bit. It's the weirdest feeling because none of us expected this, did we, Dan? I mean, like Chris was saying, we won the league in 98 with 78 points. That probably wouldn't even get you Champions League anymore. No, it wouldn't. And then 87 um, in 2002. And in the Invincibles, we, we got 90 points. And uh, that's that's getting more like a bit. But in recent years, we had 56 points in one year. We've nearly got that now. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. That's 37 points, is it? Out of 42? It's crazy. Oh, come on. It's wonderful. But um, as um, for the... Uh, um, can we do it when we're 10 points clear with three games to go? Give us a call. <laughs> Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Never trust football. Oh, no. It's, it's tough, isn't it? Because it's, it's, it's just starting to like, just starting, I think. Um, right, everybody. What can I say? You know. What a show. What a show. What a show. What a team. All of you. What a season. What a season so far. Part one of the season is over. We couldn't have asked for any more. Um, Our team have been magnificent. Thank you for everyone in the chat room. You've been magnificent as well. Thank you for joining us again. Um, As I said, I'm going to do some shows. Please come and join us. They're going to be some interesting ones. We'll be back after Boxing Day. I don't know when. But it's the weirdest thing now to say Merry Christmas, but I'm not going to see a lot of you until after Christmas. I can't do it yet. I can't do it yet. Um, Christopher, tell everybody where everyone can find you and your daily blog every day. Uh, it's a www.iwishitcouldbechristmasfortheArsenalEveryday.com. Uh, it's actually not. It's Suburban Guna. Uh, and just look me up on Twitter and that's fine. Yeah, go and follow him. I love your daily blogs. Oh, I love his little yeah. rants, bless him. Yeah. Cool. Um, Albert, come on, Albert. Albert, yes. you are on everything at the moment. Look at this, it's brilliant. Well, Tell us yeah, what you're yeah. doing. Yeah, well, I'm, 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 on, I'm everywhere. Got my own channel, obviously, as well, Albert JTV. You'll see me on the lounge, Arsenal Lounge. You'll see me on Judge TV. You'll see me on here, same on Arsenal. Where else am I? I can't remember. I'm, I'm everywhere. But um, people come and check out. A- you're just a fantastic guest with brilliant views, and I love you. I love You're like my adopted son. You know that, don't you? He's <laughs> about your age. No, he's not. He's... I'm 53, Dan. Where's his pocket money? Where's I'm his pocket money? Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> and you know that. You know I'm there. He looks about 20, but he's okay. a lot more Thanks, than Danny. You're right, Danny. Plus VAT, mate. Plus VAT. I love Albert. So go and check Albert out, especially his own channel. He does fan cams. He's on everybody else's podcast because he's a brilliant guest. He really is and a great host. And I'm looking Thank forward, you. actually, Albert, to coming on yours. I haven't been on yours for ages, so it'd be lovely to come back come on. on yours. Yes. Because I'm inviting myself. Dan, I can't wait. I want to come and do the Sunday roast with you. I haven't been on your show for years, so I want to come do it. Maybe one Sunday, day. Sunday Rose. I've got to go on the list, haven't I? There's a list of people. Oh, not anymore. No one turns up. Oh, I'll always turn up. Right. Thank you. 
Dan, I loved yeah. having you on. You've got to come back more often. Stop doing your shows at the same time and come back on. And the amount of time to that podcast falls in on itself like a collapsing oh, black hole. No, it's been going for as long as I know. Ten years over, oh, wow. isn't it? Ten years over. Yeah. It's fantastic. Everyone, go and find. Me. I'm going to. But what I was going to do is going to ask like this, this big thing for you, Dan. Go on, then. Go on. <laughs> Spreadsheet Dan will come back and yeah, see look what Joshua Page has just said to you. Get PG back on ABW. Oh god, the self promo is embarrassing, Amanda. Let Danny tell people where they can find him for Christ. I'm begging to go on. Can you believe this? Um, Dan, tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me at Michael Feinberg on Twitter and doing this podcast. That's where I am. You can you can find him on there, yes. You can. We can find you everywhere, but tell us on Twitter where you are. At Michael Feinberg. Feinberg, Michael. That's it. That's what I am. I'm Michael Feinberg. You've got any grief? You don't like me? Come and get me on uh, Feinberg. (laughs) Michael Feinberg and the Gooners podcast. That's my podcast. Come and give me some grief. Come report me to Twitter. Don't report to Twitter. He's a Burkamp Wonderland, the GFP. He's magnificent. I love him. Mm. He's always been like a little brother to me. Because I was on the sister show. I know, but I'm still keeping my little brother. I know, we're the same Um, age. I'm 52 now. I forgot. I'm 53, going on to 54 next year. My God. Where's time going? I've got to see Arsenal win the Champions League. That that's it, and then I can die peacefully. Before, you put, in home, Before you put me in a home, drinking vodka, eating chocolate, watching the Arsenal. Um this is very nice. Thanks, Dante. Thanks, guys. It's been lovely interacting with you people. Till next time. Inshallah, jar love and God's blessings. How lovely. Thank you, Dante. Right, crew, we're off. We're top of the league. You got to press like just for being top of the league. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday evening. And remember, always, always Arsenal. Good night. Sports Social Podcast Network.